You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with J and J. All right, hey everybody, how's it going? Hope you're enjoying the fall weather. Um, might or might not be snow on the ground. I don't know. We're pre-recording this, so there could be. And we don't know when you're listening to it. No, yeah, you could be listening to it a year from now, which uh, or s- seven months from now in the middle of a heat wave. Yeah, I don't know. But I will tell you about something I just recently did. And it, I went to an air show, and it was the first air show I've ever been to in my entire life, which is funny. My wife was like, me, the Canadian, had to take you, an American, to an air show? I was like, yes. So we went to the one down in Junction, and the highlight of it, I mean, the, the, the finishing act was the Blue Angels. And I got it. Have you ever been? I have. And I was actually in Junction, so there were times... When I was in Junction, I was like, oh! That day you were in Junction? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, the My favorite part of the show, though, was actually where they talked about the World War II planes. And there's two of them. There's one called the Corsair and one called the BSM. And they were commissioned by the Queen of England to help combat in the wars. And there was one of six original BSMs that its home is actually in Grand Junction. So it's from the 40s. And it can still fly. And so they flew it by. And I thought that was awesome. But the other one was the Corsair. And I'm like, man, that, look, that looks a lot like those planes from the movie uh, Pearl Harbor. And then the guy on the thing is like, you might be noticing these planes from Pearl Harbor. I'm like, oh, so the Corsair, man, these planes, they actually, their their wings fold up. And they had to, act, so their landing gear, they were having trouble because the props on the plane were so big that to keep the wings flat, the prop would hit the ground when they were trying to land. So they actually bent the wings down to a point where the landing gear would come out of that point, and then the wings would go back up. And the sound of these engines, they're like 2,000 horsepower, and they just sound like V8s rumbling through the air, just like, and they're flying by. They're awesome. The Blue Angels are really cool, too, and actually, I don't know if it's like the American spirit or whatnot, but I got teary-eyed when they were flying. And they're they're getting ready just like the... So, okay, some of the planes before them, these guys are doing these loop-de-loops and whatnot. And it literally is like if if a child tossed a toy plane up in the air, that's what these these guys were doing. They'd go up and they're stalling and they're flipping and it's just like wild chaos. It's really cool. But the, the Blue Angels were like so tight and unified and structured. And you could just tell there was just like a culture of honor and professionalism with the Blue Angels pilots. I agree. And all their maneuvers, it wasn't just like, woohoo. It was like, <clears throat> like it was crazy. And so they're flying in diamond formation. There's 18 inches between each cockpit. They're so close to one another. And then Insane. when they turn on the afterburners, so they do a thing, which I didn't know this until afterwards because I got like, my soul left my body. Was it the scare the moment sneak, where it comes by? Call, it's called a sneak pass. So these planes can be quiet if they want. And part of the reason why they're quiet is because they're so far away. And they're coming at 800 miles an hour. And so during this whole show, none of them broke the sound barrier, which means they were like at 60% throttle. They can go so much faster. They can go up to 1,200 miles an hour. The sneak pass. And they fly over you. And you're... I mean, you're still digesting food from the night before. It gets digested in your stomach from the turbulence that's happening. I feel like that whole moment could be hard on your health if you're not prepared for it. I didn't have earplugs, and neither did my children. And I was like, this is almost child abuse. We needed a warning. I needed a warning. Because he's like, and 
Um, watch as General Armitas does the reverse roll. He's like setting you up because they're what they have is four planes that fly in unison and two planes that are solo. And those two planes, they literally fly to Newcastle and back. Not literally, but they fly really far away and back in the time it takes for the 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 four planes to do their thing. Anyways, I shed a tear. It was so much power. Like you can't even explain it. So much power. And now this is a long intro and I'll let you, I'll let you go. And the professionalism and just, just all of that, man. I just, I literally shed a tear. God bless America. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even that. I'm like, yes, God bless America for sure. You and want to take back my God no, bless America? No, And it was like, yeah, God bless the troops. And like, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, freedom. It wasn't national. It was no, more professional. I, yeah. But. Here and maybe I'm really over spiritualizing this, but I told my wife, I was like, that much raw power to be in the presence of that much power was very humbling. And then I thought about standing before the Lord, standing before God. The fear of the Lord. Yes. And mm-hmm. man, if a if a Boeing FA eighteen Hornet can do that to you, imagine what the presence of the about God, the power can, source of heaven. Come on. And we can honestly say that's the Holy Spirit. It's the yep. power source of heaven. That's who we're going to talk about. He's amazed by great. that transition. Whoa. I was waiting for it. Woo. I'm not going to take credit for that. I'm going to give credit to the Holy Spirit. It. I didn't post no photos. I didn't tell anybody about this air show. So I need to tell everybody about it. This is my Thank first one. It out. won't be my last one. That's for sure. It was great. I might become a plane nerd now. It's a great intro too. Thank I you. just ruined your segue. Yeah, That's I felt like I was like, yes, we hit it. And then you're like, nope, come back to the air show. Yeah. But we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. He is the power source of heaven. We were promised that when we not only have the Holy Spirit in us, but upon us, that we would receive power. I'm going to speak more about the Holy Spirit within and how he is our helper. That word helper is one of the ways we try to describe the Greek word paraclete or parakletos, which is one who stands together against, and that's like somebody moving a piano. You aren't going to move a piano by yourself. No, you've helped me move a piano. I have. I have helped you move a piano. You're going to need help, and we need help in this life, and that's through the Holy Helper, the Holy Spirit. But I realized as I was thinking about this subject that we live in the generation where there's more help, especially intellectually, than we've ever had in society. I mean, so let's just start off with Google. Mm-hmm. Google, you can honestly ask it anything. Yeah. Now, some things, if you ask it, you're going to probably get flagged by uh, the government, <laughs> but we shouldn't get help in those areas anyways. You can use the YouTube. The Patriot wh- Act will, will be enacted upon you. That is a very, uh, how am I going to say this, controversial topic. <laughs> Listen to last week's podcast about seeds of peace before you engage in any conversations about that. If you go to YouTube, we're actually using YouTube more than we're using Google. I know I do because I like, if I'm going to learn yeah. about something, I want yeah. somebody to tell it to me. I right. want to see their face. I, I don't and want a wiki put, how. I want a video. Wiki how is okay sometimes. Like, I don't know how I want to say this. Wiki have is nice if I want to refer to refer back to it and find concrete things that I can find it. If I, just, I want a long format just to listen yeah. to somebody, always go the to The same person who draws the pictures for the airplane <laughs> safety procedures, the same person who does the pictures for WikiHow. That's so true. Okay, go ahead. So you can use YouTube. I mean, you can literally watch Harvard Law School yeah. lectures on YouTube yep. for free. Yep. 
It's a wild time we live in. And now we have artificial intelligence. We have chat GPT. You're the one who taught me about chat GPT. Yeah. My little brother has gone deeply and darkly into the (laughs) hole of chat GPT where he's done like jailbreaks on it and had conversations with it. It Gets a little creepy, but I've in a very innocent way used (laughs) GPT and also you have, we have together for the video announcements. It's been funny. I've had it. Somebody said, can you give me a biography? And I was like, hey, ChatGPT, here's some key things yep. in my life. Will you write a little biography for me? Did that. I've had it respond to emails for me. Some emails, I don't really know how to respond tactfully. ChatGPT wrote it for me. I just recently wrote an ebook, and I used ChatGPT to format the ebook and go. to edit it. And it did great. And then I went and I re-edited it from yeah. what ChatGPT, yeah, because you it's a computer, that. it'll be like, Hello, you get a little bit of that, but very helpful. Very. So much help. And I was comparing that to some amazing people in the past and the help they've received. And one person that came to mind immediately was Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln grew up in Kentucky with parents who didn't know how to read or write. He didn't have any internet. He didn't have any electricity. He didn't have a local library. He didn't have a public school. He actually went to one year of formal education Mm. and then was self-taught beyond that, taught himself law, became a lawyer, and then ended up becoming our president. He did have a top hat, and he kept letters in the top hat. He did, and he kept actually encouraging things in his top hat because he had some insecurity. Well, he had to overcome a lot. It makes sense. Had a lot of pressure as a president. Yes, he did. But look at how far he got with the little amount of help that he received. I don't know how people, again, going back to the help we have, how did people travel with maps, even on a road trip? I wouldn't have found so my hard. destination, man. I've been in the car with my dad having the big old map. Rand McNally or? Yeah, Magellan, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Rand McNally, you know. R- road Atlas. That's what I, a road atlas. <laughs> or even after that age, then there was MapQuest, but you'd have to print it all oh, off. Man, so my I dad, like. Would have folders for MapQuest and be like, "Hey, we're on our vacation." He's like, "Pull out page three of MapQuest. Which exit am I supposed to take?" And then we're looking. We're trying. We're reading the mile markers. We're trying. Like it was very. You had the little like take a left turn here, and then my dad would highlight it. I remember the late night before the trip, we'd be at his computer printing off the (laughs) MapQuest. Johnny, do you have the (laughs) MapQuest? Yes, Dad, I got it. What does it say? Wow, how far have we come? Seems like the turn. We already passed. Then you it, had a Garmin to go fifteen, and miles. everyone was excited because the Garmin could give Garmin it to sucked. you. But now it's gone. Apple Maps, Google Maps, all that stuff. Waze, and Waze can talk to you in like a British accent or a boy band accent. Boy band, yes. So I have Waze, and it'll be like in three miles, turn left, and I'm like sweet. <laughs> Again, we go have ahead. so much more help than ever before, but we feel helpless. Yeah, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I looked up some statistics, and this was more because I wanted to share this with my youth students. In 2021, again, controversial, don't get in the rabbit hole about this, but the CDC said that more than four in 10 students felt persistently sad or helpless, 42%. And as of 2023, I think this is depression. 30% of adults are dealing with depression so much help in so many different ways, but we feel helpless. And I think part of the reason is because of where we are looking. 
Where are we looking? Maybe we're looking in the wrong place. And this is where I'm going to get into scripture. Psalm 121, one through three in the passion translation, but I call it a paraphrase, but that's besides the point. Let's keep going. It says, I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help. But then I realize that our true help and protection is only from the Lord, our creator who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. So listen, I think David, as he's processing, he realizes that he's looking in the wrong spot. He says, I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help, but then I realize, I think we need to have a realization that maybe we're looking at things that can't really help us feel helped. Hmm. It makes a distinction. It says that he looks to the Lord, our creator. So the computer... It doesn't necessarily create things. I know artificial intelligence is there. It creates things based off of what's already the been prompts. put into the mm-hmm. computer and what's there. The Holy Spirit is the creative force. Not only is he the power source, he's the creative source. Mm-hmm. God spoke and then the Holy Spirit hovered and he created on what God spoke. And he's still doing it because he is confirming the word and creating things based off of what the word is saying. And when we execute the word in our lives, we can be confident that the Holy Spirit's going to move. But we look in the wrong spots. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, you just said, you know, we live in an age with more help than ever, but yet more people are feeling sad. You go to the grocery store and you look at the Band-Aid section, how many different types of Band-Aids there are now. You got all different colors, shapes, sizes. You got Spider-Man, you got Barbie, you've got latex-free all these different types of band-aids. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on societally is that we've just developed a whole different, a bunch of different ways to put a band-aid on a problem that really can only be cured through spiritual means, not just any spiritual means through the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So, right. So we know we need to turn into God, but where is he? Here's another Psalm. That helps us. Psalm 46, one through two in the New King James translation says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I'm going to say that again. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. I like David because he had a really good way of describing hard things. Like, How am I going to describe how we don't have to fear in hard times? Okay, hard times is an easy way to say it. What if I said that if the earth was removed and if the mountains were tossed into the sea, it's about as bad as it possibly could be. We don't have to fear because we have a very present help in trouble. It's God. He's our refuge and strength. And that wasn't just an Old Testament revelation. It became more real in the New Testament. In the book of John, the 14th chapter, we have a lot about the Holy Spirit. And in the New King James translation, it says, I will pray the Father. This is John 14, 16. And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. But I like in the King James translation, that was the New King James, in the King James translation, they translate the word paraclete with a different word than helper. And I know you looked at the title of this, it's the Holy Helper, but listen to this in the King James translation. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, Mm -hmm. that he may abide with you forever. And I really sense that we can get so full of intellectual knowledge and help, but that help doesn't necessarily bring us the peace or the comfort with the intellectual increase. It actually brings us more anxiety 
Right. Like Web selection MD. overload. What am I going to get? There's 45 different options. Right. <sighs> well, you go to WebMD to figure out why your tummy hurts, and then you find out you're going to die for 18 different reasons. You got 14 different anxiety. types of cancer. <laughs> I got H. pylori now. Right. I brought up H. pylori to Pastor Jonathan <laughs> yesterday. He was like, H. pylori? And then I'm I told not- him you should look into it. You probably don't need to look into it, man. I haven't. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I can't unless say I won't. The, unless the Holy Spirit leads you, yeah. which is where I am going to. And this is the big takeaway. We are probably going to be done early. Here's our action step. This is my wisdom of the day before Pastor Jonathan says, wisdom of the day, here it is. Don't go to the computer, go to the comforter. Mm. Now you go, what? I want to use my computer. Yes, maybe I should say, go to the comforter before you go to the computer. Yeah. Because where we turn says a lot about what we value. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If we immediately go to the computer, the source that we see of what we need the answer for is the computer. Yeah, it's a very convicting moment when like, let's say for instance, like you have a headache and then you finally get to the point where like, oh, I should pray. <laughs> it's like, I've taken some Advil. I've tried to drink water. I've laid down. I put a towel behind my neck, but I have not yet prayed. It kind of shows where you're valuing, where your values are. Yeah. Hurts. That's happened to me. I'm raising my hand right now. Yeah. I've done it too. And I remember recently you needed to return a package and this wasn't going to the Holy Spirit. You were trying to find a drop-off location. You said you could have Googled it immediately, but you thought, I'll try to reach out to people. And then none of us had the answer. So then you just ended up having to go to the computer. Yeah. And sometimes we see that I'm going to go to a person or I'm going to go to the computer. But have you gone to the comforter yet? Hmm. Just ask him. And listen, I don't think God is opposed to the computer. I think the computer is immoral. I mean, it doesn't have morals. It takes on the morals of the person that has it. Mm -hmm. I think the Holy Spirit's actually going to lead you on what to search on the computer. But give him the preference. Mm -hmm. Give him the time. Say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do about this? Because the computer can give you information, but the Holy Spirit really wants to transform you. He can give you transformation. So again, I'm done. It's a quick podcast. (laughs) But don't just go to the computer. Go to the comforter and allow him to lead you. And I'll tell you, your search engine questions, probably going to be a whole lot better when the Holy Spirit tells you what you put in there. (laughs) What you get out of artificial intelligence? Call me crazy. I think the Holy Spirit can lead you into what to put into technology (laughs) to get the most out of it. I, I'm giggling because I remember this funny um, picture I saw. So Google, a lot of times will have a, there's a search button and there's another button next to it. It's called I'm Feeling Lucky. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen it and I haven't used uh, they it. They might've taken it down, but it, for a very long time, it used to have that button called I'm Feeling Lucky. And so a guy types in, do I have a gambling addiction? And then he pushes, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> it, just, it just made me laugh. But uh, you know what I was thinking about, like all this type of help and a lot of, we, we can get into arguments about whether it's from God or from the devil and natural resources, I should say. But really, I think it's an extension of God's love and mercy for us because no matter where you're at in your faith level, and there's people that God loves and is going to weep over when they are not in heaven. He loves them still so much that they can still find help. And so, so what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is like, man, even if your faith isn't at a point where you can get immediate healing. 
thank God that he's given him, given doctors wisdom and, and given man wisdom to create and invent. It's all an extension of God's love, mercy, and grace for us. So it's not something that I think we have to, that needs to be diametrically opposed. But like you said, Holy Spirit can, can give you an answer immediately, or the Holy Spirit can prompt you to go to the computer. I don't know. It all works together. Here's what it is. It's muscle memory. I have developed the muscle memory to immediately pick up my iPhone and Google something. Mm -hmm. I want the muscle memory to immediately go to God. Yeah. And if he has something to say about it, he has the preference. That's what I turn to. He's my source. Because to be honest, I have developed the muscle memory to turn to technology Mm -hmm. more than I have the teacher. Right. To turn to the computer more than I have to turn to the comforter. Yeah. So you have to, just like when you're lifting weights, sometimes you have to touch that bicep when you're doing the bicep curl to show yeah. and make the muscle memory, my, my mind, muscle, con- connection. Mind muscle connection, thank you, to go right there. That's where it needs to be. Right. Oh, I'm not turning to the computer just yet. Holy Spirit, do you want to do anything here? Oh, I wouldn't have thought of putting that in there. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. You're leading me even in this search. Yeah. So I just changed a bunch of passwords in my computer because I felt like, I was easily, I was susceptible to a cyber attack. So I changed every single password and I used a, another app called Keeper and it ke- keeps every single password. And the only thing I need to remember is one password and that's the password to get in, to access everything else. And the Holy Spirit's the same way. I mean, there's so many things out there, right? All these different types of band-aids, all these different types of ways you can get help. The one thing that needs to be muscle, muscle memory for you is to go to the Holy Spirit and he will lead you in a, a number of different ways. And I think one way to do that is so that we don't get comfortable in putting God in a box of how we think he's going to work. Because like I think of the story of Brother Hagen. He prayed for healing. God told him to stop eating bologna. And some people are like, what? That doesn't seem very spiritual. God might heal you instantly. He might tell you to do something in the natural. He might tell you to go to Google. He might tell you to go talk to this person. He might tell you to take a supplement. He might tell you to fast. He might tell you, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm kind of getting off subject with this, but it's it's... The one thing that I got to be consistent in is go to the Holy Spirit and he's going to show me whatever way possible. And I don't want to be so limiting and thinking that God has to work one way. He can do whatever he wants and he's God. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Yes. And when we Google stuff, predominantly we're going to get the wisdom of this world. Yes. Because search engines are going to lead you into what's most widely recognized, what's mm-hmm. most widely supported. But we have knowledge from God that that is the path of death. Mm-hmm. So that's a big reason right there why we need to turn to the spirit of wisdom mm-hmm. to get God's wisdom. Again, most of the time, they're not going to be conflictual with, can I Google this? Yeah, but I, let God have the say. My wife a lot of times doesn't mind what I decide, but she likes to be in on the decisions I make yeah. because we have a loving union. We have a loving union with the Lord and that has its expression in allowing the Holy Spirit to mm. lead us and guide us. Dude, that's really good. I remember I, just a few weeks ago, I rolled my ankle really bad and I immediately thought to like put it up, put ice on it. And I felt like I was not supposed to do that. And the Holy Spirit said, do not ice it. Do not put it up. Walk on it. Keep it, like act like it's, like it's healed. 
And that goes against a lot of conventional wisdom. My wife was like, why aren't you icing it? And I said, because I feel like the Holy Spirit told me not to. And she says, if the Holy Spirit told you not to, then I'm 100% on board. She's like, if it's God's wisdom or your own, she's like, what, what did you Google? I said, I didn't Google nothing yet. I listened to the Holy Spirit. And it was funny because after the fact, I Googled it. And there's a lot of conflicting evidence now about icing injuries, but that's a different subject. Um, that can be my wisdom of the day. And I already shared I <laughs> my wisdom of the day. It is to, yep. before you turn to the computer, yep. go to the comforter. Amen. I'm going to press out this podcast. Father God, thank you so much for giving us the Holy Spirit, for allowing him to teach us, lead us, guide us, transform us, work in us, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Help us to give you and the Holy Spirit preference in our lives so that we can have that connection to you. Because I know that life flows from you, power flows from you, wisdom flows from you, and you are God in us. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, y'all. Remember, go to the comforter before you go to the computer. And hopefully you do go to the computer or your mobile device to tap into next week's episode of the Sewing and Growing Podcast with J&J. &J.